If you want to approach your birth feeling cool, calm and confident, then you are in the right place. Welcome to HypnoWhat. I'm your host Claire, a doula and hypnobirthing teacher from Edinburgh and I'm here to help you look forward to birth. So let's get going. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 7 of the HypnoWhat podcast. Today I'm going to introduce you to your secret weapon for birth and that's your birth partner and I thought I'd also take you through a wee bit of an introduction as to what a doula is and how they can support you and your birth partner through labour and birth and maybe even into the postnatal period. So one of the questions that I am most often asked is can my birth partner come to classes with me? Or sometimes even, should my partner come with me? And the answer to both of those is a resounding yes. All the classes and courses that I run through Birthing Parents Club are designed for both you and your birth partner to attend. The Birth Uprising, who I did my hypnobirthing training with, again, they strongly encourage that you get your birth partner involved. But I really appreciate that there's a school of thought that says birth partners shouldn't attend, that birth preparation classes should just be for pregnant people. And I think that attitude is an absolute breeding ground for creating useless birth partners who hinder the process by being clueless and useless. There is this retro stereotype, and you're all going to know exactly what I'm talking about. This was probably most of our dads. Um, This retro stereotype of birth partners who are mainly fathers would be smoking in the waiting room pacing the halls of the hospital waiting for the news then heading straight out immediately down to the pub after birth to wet the baby's head and I think this stereotype was very much of the attitude that romantic partners as a birth partner are not helpful they didn't need to see that. They shouldn't be business end. And I just think that's an absolute load of rubbish. That ideology is thankfully fading out a bit over the last few decades, but we're definitely still recovering from it. Hiding birth away like that makes it a big unknown. And it tells birth partners that they are surplus to requirements, that they don't have a purpose in the birth room. And that attitude coupled with birth education classes that don't include birth partners and our really rubbish school sex education means that your birth partner really has no idea about birth, how it works, what it looks like, what it sounds like, what the options are, the kind of support that people in labour need physically and emotionally, how to keep your cool if complications come up. They literally have no idea about birth as a really complicated, um, multi-faceted experience unless they've been through birth before, either themselves or as a birth partner. Most people think that you go into labour, then you go to hospital, some things happen and the baby comes out and you go home. And having that understanding as the basis for your role as a birth partner is not great. That can often result in your birth partner being totally shell-shocked when the experience is so much more than they expected. 
and they may then be unable to give you, the person that they love, the support that you require during labour. I reckon probably nine out of ten of the birth partners that I've worked with, their biggest concern about birth is not knowing what to do, not knowing how to support someone in labour. And they want to do that, be able to do that for the person that they love, but they just feel unprepared, uh, a bit clueless, like I said, and obviously that is before I get them sorted out. But yes, yeah, so often birth partners just have no idea how to be a birth partner, what that looks like. And I don't think that anybody wants to be a crap birth partner, but the vast majority of people don't realise that they're clueless until their partner is in the depths of labour and they have no idea what's happening because nobody's told them what happens in birth. They've not been involved in the preparation. No one has told them that their job is important because it really is. Your birth partner has such an important job and they don't realise that there's work that they can be doing during pregnancy to get them ready so that they can give you the best of themselves. I worked recently with a family, a husband and wife, who were preparing for the birth of their second daughter. And first time round, mum was super prepared for birth. She was really informed, had a solid hypnobirthing practice. Uh, she'd written birth plans, the lot. She was totally cool, calm and confident. And they had a good and positive experience. But when we were working together, she told me that the hypnobirthing course that she'd attended was for pregnant people only birth partners were allowed to attend for the last session and they had still felt really prepared but then during labor her husband realized that there were loads of things he just didn't know that he didn't fully understand and he then felt really out of control and stressed by the whole by everything that was going on and she was having to calm him down explaining what was happening to her in her body between contractions so you know that wasn't ideal and we had so many light bulb moments working together particularly going through the science behind hypnobirthing you know the nervous system stuff that we talked about in I think episode two and he knew that being calm was beneficial but he hadn't understood why so when we learned about the different nervous system activations that really made everything click for him. And generally your birth partner will be someone who knows you incredibly well. So their perspective on your behaviour during labour is really valuable. They'll often be able to spot signs that you're not feeling comfortable or feeling unsafe before you even realise that you're feeling that way. And that's that, I think that's a really valuable characteristic of a birth partner. So what I want you to do today after you finish listening to this episode, is to tell your birth partner that their role is vital, that you want them to be on your team, that you love them, that they make you feel safe, and that those two things are really crucial for the unfolding of your birth. Let them know that preparing for birth together is important to you, so that you can feel connected and supported in pregnancy and birth and and beyond that. And let them know as well that their perspective is important, that if they have questions about things, to ask them to use their voice, because the chances are it might be something that you've not thought of. Your birth partner 
thinks about labour from the outside. They are considering an experience which centres around two people that they love the most, which will mean that they're going to think about things very differently to you. Just like your concerns and priorities about birth would be different if you were considering something that your, if it was something that your partner was going to go through. And I want you to really start thinking about your birth partner as your secret weapon for birth. And try to get them to believe that as well. Um, You really want your birth partner to be an active participant, not just during the preparation for birth in pregnancy, but during labour as well. There are so many things that they can do for you that they won't know about if they don't learn about. Do you know, does that make sense? I feel like I'm maybe rambling a little bit now. But for example, in, in labour, it's really common for people to experience something called labour land, particularly if you're having a spontaneous physiological birth. So labour land is like an altered state of consciousness and it's fueled by hormones flooding your body, particularly endorphins. And in this state, your sense of time is distorted. You have a reduced awareness of your surroundings. And what that does is it really helps you to focus inwards. And it's a really good idea to make sure that your birth partner is aware of that, that this state is a really normal part of labour. And when they know about it, what they can also do is they can then support you being in that state, making sure that you're not interrupted and that they're not trying to engage you in conversation when you're quite clearly not up for it. Um, And it also allows them to be ready to advocate for you. Do communicating with any healthcare professionals on your behalf. Those things can be really, really beneficial. And if there's something else that you're going to make your birth partner aware of, I would say make sure that you're doing your birth planning with them. I am really big on birth plans. Yes, plural, plans. Um, And this is a really important part of your birth prep. So make sure that you involve your birth partner in the creation of these birth plans. And this is a good idea because it means that your birth partner, again, can be a better advocate for you. When you write your birth plan, you'll consider various different scenarios, you'll think about decisions you'd like to make, and it's so important that your partner not only knows what decisions you'd like to make, but also the why behind them, how you would feel about things changing. Talk about how you feel about different interventions, your priorities, any concerns. And discussing this in pregnancy will mean that the first time you have these conversations isn't going to be when you're in labour. And all of this is going to help your birth partner communicate better with you during labour, but also, like I said, with any healthcare professionals that are involved in your care, meaning there are going to hopefully be less conversations for you to have, allowing you to stay in the zone and hopefully be able to remain more calm if any complications do crop up. Um... And my final top tip for preparing with your birth partner would be to make you aware of something called emotional contagion. And this is a phenomenon experienced by mammals where the stress response in one body can emit warning signals, which are then picked up by the bodies around them, activating their nervous systems too. And what does this mean for birth? Well, essentially it means that adrenaline is contagious. So your birth partner needs to be aware of that so that they can keep their stress in check and that they know that's a really important 
thing that they need to, to, to make sure that they're in control of. If they can't keep themselves cool, calm, collected, then their nervous systems are likely to be activated, which is going to negatively affect your birth environment. So that's a really good thing to be aware of. Your birth partner must be bringing oxytocin to the birth room, not adrenaline. And a partner who has prepared with you, who is knowledgeable not just about birth, but about your options, um, your decision making, your feelings around those things, everything that we just talked about with birth planning. A birth partner who has done those things, they're likely to bring an air of confidence to your birth space. And that can be really reassuring, particularly if you're on a busy labour ward or seeing multiple midwives. Feeling safe and supported are really crucial to the unfolding of birth, as well as helping you to feel positively about the experience afterwards. And I just want to give you a little reminder here as well that nobody, nobody is automatically entitled to a place in your birth space. So just because they are your baby's parent or your romantic partner, that does not entitle them to be in that space with you if you do not want them there. You need people around you who are going to make you feel safe and who you will really be able to surrender to the process with. I have linked in the show notes a really excellent episode of the Happy Mom, Happy Baby podcast with a midwife called Ellie Morrison. Ellie has the Instagram account Mixing Up Motherhood, which you may have come across before. Anyway, those both those things are linked in the show notes. This episode is a couple of years old now, but in it, Illy talks about her decision not to have her husband and the father of her baby as her birth partner. Um, So if you're thinking that is maybe how you're feeling at the moment, definitely give that episode a listen. Um, And you, Illy talks about having the conversation with her partner as well. And like I said, if you're not sure, just have the conversation with your partner. I totally appreciate that this can be really hard to do. So what I'd recommend that you do if you're feeling that way is write down all your thoughts on it first and leave it for a day or two, then come back to them and see how you feel. And if you decide that you want to have the conversation with your partner about whether or not you want them to be the one to support you during birth, give them a heads up that you want to have a conversation about it. Don't just spring it on them. Um, Set some time aside to have a chat about it because What this does is it allows you both to come to the conversation in the right headspace and prepared to talk about it, which should make it a much more productive conversation. And what you might find in having this conversation is that either your partner shares your concerns, maybe they don't want to be the one to hold that that amazing space for you. Maybe they know that you will be better supported by someone else, but they maybe feel like they can't say that to you. Or maybe you having this conversation is the kick up the bum that they need to start preparing for birth because they really want to be there for you and your baby. And they also want to do a brilliant job as well. If that is the way the conversation goes, then buy them a copy of a book called The Birth Partner by a doula called Penny Simkin. Uh, As a doula, this book is a birth bible for me. It's a really, really great read. And the newest version has been updated so that it's inclusive of all families, not just the generic married mum and dad that so many books are written for. 
And if you're thinking, actually, yeah, I want to prepare for birth with my partner, but you're wondering where to start. I'm running a two-hour birth planning workshop on Saturday the 17th of September and it's going to kick off at half ten in the morning and we'll be going through all the ins and outs of writing and researching your birth plans. I used to run this class monthly but I haven't run it since the end of last year so I'm really excited to be bringing it back and one of the biggest benefits of these workshops that I do is that I keep them really small so there are only six spaces And this means that we should have plenty of space for discussion so that you can talk about your specific circumstances. You can talk about things that you specifically are planning, um, which I think is a a big benefit. Um, It's just £25 and you can book your spot by checking out the link in the show notes or by searching Birthing Parents Club on Eventbrite and that will take you to the event page. Now, moving on, I want to quickly... I say quickly, it's half the podcast. (laughs) Uh, I want to talk to you about the idea of doulas because I've had a few people who listen to the show message me saying, this is great, I know about hypnobirthing, but doulas, what is that? Uh, Maybe some of you saw the piece on doulas in the Style magazine the other week. For any non-UK listeners, the Style mag is a supplement in one of the weekend newspapers here in the UK. But basically the article said that doulas were a new celebrity trend that middle-class people were jumping on. So let's start by clearing that up. Doulas are for everyone and every birth. (laughs) They're definitely not new either. Doulas have been around for thousands of years. Uh, A doula is, in short, a professional birth partner. So an objective support for pregnant people and their families. Some doulas will attend births. Others might offer antenatal education or postnatal support. Some might support virtually. This is actually how I started. I trained as a doula during the pandemic and second birth partners were off the cards for a long time. So my my birth support began virtually. And I've actually just started working with another Edinburgh doula, the lovely Julia, And together we offer a shared care service, which is really cool. Uh, You essentially have two doulas at your beck and call. So we do a couple of antenatal sessions together uh, with the families that we're supporting. And then we do, we each do one separately. And then we split the on-call period between us. So clients, don't worry about getting confused. I make you a beautiful calendar with all the days colour-coded and all the right phone numbers that you'll need so that you're not ever confused about who you need to call at any one time. Um, In case you don't know, the on-call period is the two weeks before and after your due date, which your doula will have blocked in their calendar as the days when they know they might need to drop everything to attend your birth. So during this time, doulas won't be drinking alcohol. You know, we need to be able to drive at any one time. So won't be going on holiday or even just going too far from their client's place of birth. So with my clients, I say I'm never going to be more than 90 minutes from you during the on-call period. Um, And I also have grannies, pals, aunties, uncles who are all essentially on-call for me so that I know that I've got childcare whenever I need to go and support my client. And shared care has been really cool to offer. Um... It's great for clients because it means that you get more doula for your money. You've got the expertise of two brilliant birth workers and 
shared care is also great for us because we each book out four weeks, um, two weeks for on-call instead of four. Uh, and we also have someone to share the emotional load with as well. So as doulas, we give so much of ourselves to the families that we support. It's been really great to work with Julia for me because it's so comforting to be doing it as part of a team. So during pregnancy, much of the work that your doula will do with you will centre around getting educated for birth. How birth works, how you can support yourself, how your doula and your birth partner can support you during labour, and also really focusing on building trust in yourself as well. Um, I also make sure that my clients are fully informed of their rights. We will do a bit of hypnobirthing sometimes. And I also make it very clear that I am non-judgmental. I'm totally objective. I am not there to provide my clients with advice, tell them the right or wrong way to do things. I'm there to support them to be able to find the decision that is the right one for them. Uh, there's a quote that I love, or just a little a little mantra that says, doulas don't guide, they walk alongside. Um, and I think that sums it up perfectly. And all of that work is important and beneficial, of course, but actually what I think the most important work that we do during pregnancy is to really build and nurture our relationship, the doula-client relationship. Um, because, like I said before, it's so important to feel safe and comfortable during labour. Um, so I need my clients to feel completely safe and completely comfortable with me. And during birth, doula support can look like a lot of different things. So I thought I would just share what my support looked like in the most recent birth that I attended. Um, and I just, I'm just going to run you through some of the things that I did. So I guided my client's breathing. I gripped her arm when her contractions rolled in and held it pretty tightly until I could tell that the contraction had come to an end. And that's something that you can talk to your birth partners about doing because it can be really grounding. And if you decide that you want to labour with an eye mask on or your headphones in, eyes closed maybe, it can just be really reassuring because your partner will physically be able to see when a contraction starts. You might start to make noises or just behave slightly differently and they can just immediately grip you or take your hand or hold you in any way and without you having to open your eyes or remove your eye mask you can feel a physical presence there and that can be really reassuring so I think that's a really good thing to to talk to your birth partner about doing. I also made sure that everyone was drinking plenty of water and eating little nibbles from our picnic uh, because everyone needs to make sure their bodies are fueled and make sure that they're hydrated. Because for me and her birth partner, it's important for us because we need to be on top form so that we can support we can support my client. Um, but it's also really important for my client because she's the one oh, she was the one doing the doing the work, you know, it was her body that was going through this effort. Um so yeah, really important that everyone stays fueled and hydrated. I was also showing her 
husband how to do counter pressure so squeezing her hips that can be that was a really that was providing a good bit of relief for her and again this is something that we'd practiced during pregnancy but on the day it was good to just have a little reminder for him that it was something that felt nice for her um and one of the most important jobs I think I, I quite often do and definitely it was important in this birth was acting as a buffer between my clients and the care team looking after them so in this instance it was one particular doctor and a midwife and what that looks looks like a lot of the time is just taking a bit of the medical chat outside of the room and then I'll come back in and feed it back to my client gently at a slower pace and in a way that I know will be received well by them um and then we can then have a bit of discussion if she's got any questions we would get the doctor and the midwife back in or I could again take those questions to the, to them and do a bit of do more of the chat outside of the room and it just allows my clients to stay in their own space and feel a little bit more relaxed some some people will be happy to do that conversing but others would much rather it was done by someone else um and <laughs> because maternity units are notoriously hot and it was such a scorching day on this birth I was just constantly fanning everyone top tip for your birth bag is to get yourself down to flying tiger and buy yourself some foldable fans um I mean I'm sure you get them in other fans are available but that's where I get mine. Now a lot of that might sound like what a birth partner could do and yes the role of a doula and a birth partner will probably overlap where a birthing person has both their birth partner and a doula but the doula role is unique and that its uniqueness stems from their entirely objective position. Their relationship with the client centres around the perinatal period. They have no relationship outside of that. Um, and a doula's primary focus is always on the person carrying the baby. However, their care does extend to the birth partner, maybe even older children or other family members who are supporting the birthing person. Because one of the great things about a doula is that it's their job to see the bigger picture. What they want to, what they're main job is is to achieve the best possible experience for their client and that doesn't always mean being the person who is holding their hand and reassuring them it can be backing up the person who's doing that and maybe the most important thing to know about doulas is that each doula and the care that they provide will be unique to them everyone is going to bring different skills to the table as well as a different vibe and a different personality. So think about that. Consider the kind of vibe that you're looking to achieve in your birth. Consider the kind of personality that you would like to be supported by and look for a doula who's going to match that. And definitely, definitely, definitely speak to a few different people before booking in with someone. It is one of the things that I ask everyone that I interview with. Have you spoken to some other doulas? Do you need any recommendations? And that is definitely something that people think is strange. <laughs> but I want to know that you have done your research and that you really believe that I am the right person for you. 
because that gives us a really good chance at building a strong and and safe relationship. I want to believe that you think I am the person that you feel safest with because the doula client relationship is built on trust and being completely comfortable with one another. And if I recommend someone to you and you end up booking with them, I haven't done myself out of a job. I obviously wasn't the perfect fit for you, but I have ensured that you found the right person for you and your birth. And that always makes me feel good. Uh, I could absolutely wax on about doula work all day. So I will need to get an episode in the pipeline that talks about that more. Um, If I can work out how to record a conversation, (laughs) maybe I could talk to a doula client about their experience or maybe I could get Julia on and we could talk about our shared care support and how that works and the differences between our individual care. Um, Would that be a useful episode for you? Let me know what you think. Next week, I am actually off on holiday. So I thought I would do a little Q&A podcast because that will be easier for me to write and record on holiday. So what questions do you have for me about hypnobirthing, about doula work, about birth in general? Fire your questions over to me and I will go through them in next week's episodes. You can either send your questions to me by DM on Instagram, just search Birthing Parents Club and you will find me. Or if you'd prefer, you can email me on claire at birthingparentsclub.com. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and I will be speaking to you next week from the sunny shores of Lanzarote. Cheers, bye! Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Hypno What podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode and you can find out more about what I'm up to by heading to birthingparentsclub.com. See you next time. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy and delicious breads, buns and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.